Young's Ear Podcast. I'm the host, Dexon S. Stoltland. For those of you who may notice, and for those of you who don't, uh, the setup's a little different, as you can tell. You know, the lighting's different, the camera's different. I'm not using my phone to record anymore. It's all on a laptop. Everything's different, and I just wanted to point that out real quick because it's a big deal to me personally. But anyways, I want to apologize real quick for last week. I did not upload an episode last week as I thought I would and really that's just technical issues here and there the Wi-Fi was being difficult and by the time I had everything worked out it was already like a few days after Friday and I'm like well so I do want to apologize for that anywho I have a very very great message today that I actually like had the Lord like speak to me while reading something in the Bible and I'm like well I gotta write this down so I wrote it down in the Google Docs and you know I got, I got the notes I got everything so you make sure you grab your Bible if you're able to and if not then just listen in and try to remember and if you need to you could always come back and listen to this and all that but I will be reading out of the Bible and you probably want to highlight some things that I'll be reading out of so just quick heads up so real quick, before I get into the title of today's message, I want to actually give an analogy because if you notice in the other episodes, I tend to give an analogy before I give the title, and that's just because an analogy always helps, and Jesus always gave analogies whenever telling someone something. It's really just an easy way to learn. It gives you like a clear picture of what that person is talking about. You see, when a person purchases a house, they become the owner of the house. Now, as that owner, they have the ability to install a security system, per se, and that prevents them from getting robbed, or tries to prevent them from getting robbed. And, you know, let's say one night the owner does his normal routine, turns on the uh, security system, everything's good, everything's great, and then he goes to sleep. And then that same night, someone breaks into the house, steals some of the owner's personal belongings and then leaves but you know if all that happened then who's to blame for that do you blame the owner who installed a security system and did everything he could to prevent the house from getting robbed or do you blame the person who actually committed the theft himself now that may just seem like a silly question you're probably asking yourself what does this have to do with anything like is he even getting somewhere and I am you see this is like a lot of Christians' relationships with God these days. You see, they go and they, they hang out with a bunch of friends who don't believe like them, and then the friends tend to rub off their ways. They rub off their personalities, their, their interests and all that, and they rub off onto that person. And, you know, the next thing you know, that, that particular person, they get caught up in a bunch of addictions and a bound in a bunch of strongholds, and then... They just they end up blaming God. They're like, well, you could have stopped this, you know? Like, you have the power to do anything. You could have stopped this. And, you know, for some people, those addictions, if you think about it, some people, those, it may not be that exact story, but it could be anything. It could be, you know, drinking. It could be drugs. It could be pornography. Maybe even a lifestyle that does not align itself with God whatsoever. But it never just comes as that. They always have friends who creep their way in. And then those friends tend to be depression, suicidal thoughts, insecurities, worthlessness, and loneliness. And that's where a lot of Christians are today. 
they hang out with a bunch of people that do no good for them and then the next thing you know when they're caught up in addictions and strongholds and they're staying up late at night you know considering if life's even worth it and then the first person they want to blame is God because he didn't do something about it but I just I want to point this out you see God gave us the greatest ability that we could ever have and that ability is called a choice we each get to make our own choice you get to choose what you do and I get to choose what I do now not everything we do is right but not everything we do is wrong we make right choices we make wrong choices we do right things we do wrong things many people make wrong choices we all have and many people have made right choices but God gave us that ability so we could choose on our own but the thing is our choices we make are on us they are not on God they are not his problem really so when you expect God to do something about that it's not his fault when something doesn't go right and you end up getting a girl pregnant or if something doesn't go right and you end up crashing into a car when you're up late one night and you decide to go drinking and you end up in the car and you crash into another car and killing somebody else none of that is on God that's on you and as much as you may hate to hear me say it that is on you it's on all of us any decision I've ever made it's on me I can't blame God for how my life turned out if it doesn't turn out the way I want it to be because he gave me plenty of opportunities to do different things but the thing is he gave us the ability to choose and that's really what you gotta do but if I could keep going on this for the rest of the episode and completely mess up all my notes but I'm not because I have a lot of notes and I want to get through the notes <laughs> saying all that to say the title of today's message I realized I completely skipped over that part so I want to go ahead and point that out the title of today's message is do you blame the owner for getting robbed and I actually want to read out of Job so if you have your Bible on you you can open it up if you don't then you can listen it's Job 40 verses uh, 1 through 10 and it opens up saying the Lord said to Job will the one who contends with the Almighty correct him let him who accuses God answer him. Then Job answered the Lord, I am unworthy. How can I reply to you? I put my hand over my mouth. I spoke once, but I have no answer. Twice, but I will say no more. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. Brace yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Would you discredit my justice? Would you condemn me to justify yourself? I really just want to point out that verse real quick. That's probably one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible is that right there. Job 40 verse 8. Would you condemn me to justify yourself? And I'll, get, I'll, I'll go over that in a second. got to finish. Do you have an arm like God's and can, you, can your voice thunder like his? Then adorn yourself with glory and splendor and clothe yourself in honor and majesty. Now, if you haven't already, I would just take a highlighter and just scribble. Not scribble, but highlight all ten of those verses. I mean, you could just highlight the whole 
chapters 38 through 40 of Job at that point because all that's just good stuff. The whole Bible's good stuff, but that's really good stuff. I'm just going to point that out because I really love that. And for those of you who don't really know who Job was in the Bible, never heard of him, you see, Job was a man that served God. He, it, funny enough, it's actually the first book that was ever written for the Bible. It was, uh, some scholars and theologians believe that Seth, the third son of Adam and Eve, actually was alive at the same time that Job was. I have no idea. I'm not a theologian. I just thought I'd share that because that's really cool. But anyways, for those of you who don't know who Job, the story of Job at all, it opened up in a scene in heaven where the devil comes to accuse Job before God and he insists Job only serve God because God protects them and then he seeked for God's permission to test Job's faith and loyalty and then of course with all that going down a bunch of things happened he lost literally everything his health his family his friends his home his job everything was lost his own wife at that point even told him just to go curse God and die can you just imagine that? Losing everything? And you see, all that happened. His, he had three friends, but they weren't really any help. They were trying to tell Job that he must have sinned for something to happen like this. And all this stuff happened. And, you know, Job had a little bit of an attitude, but he never, he never cursed God. He never blamed anything on God. All he did... The only thing he did wrong is he had a little bit of an attitude and then a prophet named Elihu came up and he was younger than every single person there and he he called him out pretty much he condemned Job's friends and Job's claim of being without sin because no one's without sin only Jesus was you know he declares God's justice condemns Job's attitude toward God and then of course exalts God's greatness now, what in the world did the story of Job have to do with anything? Well, it was really just more context, con more context, because in my mind, I thought, I'm like, hey, I could just do Job 40, verse 8, but then I thought about it, I'm like, they're not really going to understand unless I read a little bit of it so they get the picture of what's going on. Because, like, at the end of the book of Job, God, like, was speaking to Job, and he was like, do you know who created the, like he was just, he was calling him out pretty much like putting Job in his place is the best way to say it. he was putting Job in his place and I just thought that was awesome now if you remember reading through all that you remember me pointing out Job 40 verse 8 which says would you condemn me to justify yourself and I actually want to go over that because that's the whole like that's how I even got this message in the first place was by that and I actually want to go over the definition real quick before even going over the whole fact. Let's go over the definition of the word condemn. Condemn, and you know, Merriam-Webster's dictionary says to declare to be re reprehensible, wrong, or evil usually after weighing evidence and without reservation. And then another simpler, more, you know, easy way to say it is to pronounce guilty you're basically calling someone guilty when you condemn them so in other words in that verse right there in other words God is basically saying would you blame me for your mistakes and that's really something you gotta ask yourself real quick 
before really going any farther into this message you may even have to pause it and just sit there for a second and ask God it's like am I blaming you for my mistakes because we all tend to do it I've done it you've done it everybody's done it even if you don't want to admit it you've done it we all tend to blame God for our mistakes you see we blame God for our mistakes because we want justification and the way I thought of it when I put this all in my head I'm like so what we want is condemnation for justification that was the original title of this message but then I got an analogy from a mom I really liked it so I'm like ba bam gonna put that as the title but that was that was the original title of the message condemnation for justification try saying that six times fast you see you would rather blame God for your mistakes instead of taking responsibility for him it's just like being a child that's all we are we're children in Christ God's children some of us mentally are children I mean honestly if you think about it we're just like children blaming each other you know it's like well I stole this but I'm gonna blame my brother for it because I wanna watch him get in trouble because I don't wanna take the blame he can take the blame for this one it's like if you have a sibling you get that better if you don't have a sibling then look it up that's all I could say but honestly, that, that's how many of us are with God. We, we would rather blame God for our mistakes instead of taking responsibility for him. And, and that really, that's Christians everywhere today. You see, they go out, and you see, that's a lot of Christians today. They go out and they do a bunch of wrong things. And when something does not go right in their little plan, the first one to blame is God. And I just want to ask, while I'm closing up the message today, I just want to ask, have you been blaming God lately for mistakes that you've made? Really? Like I said earlier, I had to stop. It's like, do you, are you blaming him for your mistakes? Really? Have you been blaming God lately for your mistakes? And if so, I want to give you the opportunity to make things right. And I mean, honestly, I'll lead you in a prayer, but I want you to take some time after this message is over and just seek him and search your own heart have him search your heart for you find out what things you've been blaming him for and if you know what things you've been blaming him for then make it right and if this is your first time ever listening to this podcast show I do want to say that not every message is this heavy but the thing is with me is yes I may be goofy yes I have to record this multiple times because I tend to mess up and stumble over my words but the truth of the matter is I just share what God gives me to share and when he tells me to share it even if I don't want to share it I still have to share it because he gave me this platform he gave me the ability to share with hundreds of thousands of teenagers and I know there's not many watching or listening at this exact moment but I know for a fact that many will because I I'm, I won't get too deep into it right now this will be for another day but I don't forget what God promised me when I started this podcast and even though I can't see him right now I know one day someone's going to click onto this message someone's going to happen to come across this and it's going to change him if it's one person or if it's a thousand doesn't matter to me as long as I'm doing what God told me to do before I end this episode I just you know if you've never given your life to Christ 
I just want to give you an opportunity to make the best, the absolute best decision you'll ever make. So just bow your heads and close your eyes wherever you are. doesn't matter. Just repeat after me. Say, Dear Lord, forgive me of all my sins. Purify, sanctify, and renew my heart. I am forever yours, Lord. Use me in this day and age. In Jesus' name, amen.